Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to an October 11th Tuesday episode of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, with you here today. The Former Blazers beat writer for Vancouver Columbian and a writer for BlazersEdge.com. Welcome back to the show. It's just me today. No uh, Dan Carbaugh with me. Sometimes it'll be me flying solo like I have been. Uh, we'll have Dane on as much as possible. Super excited to have Dan Carbaugh on the team. Dan Carbaugh, who you may know from Blazers Edge, you should know from Blazers Edge. Uh, has written a lot of good stuff. Has also written and worked for Sporting News, uh, and now is the one of the new the newest addition to the team at NBC's Pro Basketball Talk. So, really stoked to have Dane and his basketball mind on the podcast. He's also the host of the Rewind, a uh, web show, uh, web video show about. The NBA. Uh, it's not just Blazers centric. Dane does a really good job of breaking down the league, and uh, you know, and also you know, giving you not just breaking down like the stories and stuff like that in the league, but how a lot of the best teams or how a lot of teams you know do what they do. Uh, Dane gets very precise with his analysis and very excited. He definitely brings like a very great mind. I, I know I didn't address this really. Um, on the podcast in so many words, uh, but because we just kind of brought, we thought it was a little bit cooler that way that Dane just kind of showed up and then we're doing it. So um, Dane will be on the podcast. Uh, I believe he will be on for the next episode uh, and uh, very excited to have Dane on the team uh, on Locked On Blazers. So, but there will still be times when, like today, I'm going to be flying flying solo on the podcast, but really excited. I think it'll bring a, a new voice to the network. Very excited to see what the feed can become, and I think uh, it's only making the Locked On Blazers feed just a better place for you to listen to and get news and insight uh, about the Blazers. And they have a preseason game today against the Los Angeles Lakers down at Staples Center. It's part of a two-game trip to LA. They're going to play the Clippers on Thursday. Uh, So they're going to have two games in Staples Center. The game on Tuesday, which is today, uh, is a big deal, mostly because Myers Leonard will be making his debut um, in the preseason. He injured his shoulder last year at the end of the season, Missed about, you know, I want to say the last 10 games of the year, uh, 10 to 12 games with a shoulder injury, had to get surgery, you know, tore his labrum, tore some, you know, had some things in there that needed to be repaired surgically and uh, 
you know, wasn't telling people that he was going to be back for training camp and start of the season uh, during the summer. But then during media day, you know, he said he was hoping for early and uh, he was seen playing three on three in the first day of practice. And now today um, or he's going to play. So uh, Blazer fans, I'm sure, um, you know, should be excited about that. I mean, I think Myers Leonard gives these guys another dimension. I think at times in the playoffs, especially in the series against the Warriors, there were times that at least the threat of the five-man scoring would have helped. You know, I think we all saw Mason Plumlee as such a good rebounder and passer in the first round of the playoffs, and in the second round, he was kind of eaten alive by Draymond Green, and while Draymond Green is a tenacious defender and will give anybody trouble, I think it's a lot harder to guard someone with the skill of Myers Leonard, you know, you can't just leave him open. It would at least remove Draymond from the rim and kind of open things up. And so, you know, that's something that I think the Blazers missed. It's just a dimension that they didn't have last year as great as last season was. And, uh, it, this is a big year for Myers Leonard. I think, I think it's a big year for the Blazers center position in general, because I'm of the opinion that while Mason Plumley is the better player right now, I think, the the job at center for the future could ultimately be up for grabs. I think I think if Myers Leonard, you know, is as good as he hopes he can be and 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 continues to be the offensive weapon that he is and improve defensively to the point where he can you know, just protect the paint a little bit more in pick and roll situations. I mean, I think you're going to really have to have a the Blazers are really going to have to have uh a conversation. I you know, I they're not going to out you know, they're not going to beat teams with superstar talent. And maybe the recipe is, you know, they keep both Plumlee and Leonard because it, having two solid centers is better than having one, you know, or, you know, two if you include Ed Davis. But you see what I mean. And it's loading up on depth as opposed to, you know, letting it go and trying and investing in a couple of, you know, marquee guys. But I don't know if the Blazers are, can really play that game because. It's hard to play that game. Uh, only a few teams can really get away with it. You know, it's Cleveland, it's Golden State, it's the Clippers. Uh, it, you know, even to to a lesser extent, the Spurs. And uh, there's only a couple. There's only so many you know superstars to go around, and so many you know great star players that you can team up with each other. So, it'd be interesting to see where they end up down the road with the center discussion. But Myers Leonard gonna get a chance tonight against the Lakers. Probably I'm I'm guessing he's not gonna start. We don't know, but uh he will have a shot against the Lakers to uh you know show that three point shooting that he's always brought. Maybe see what other, what else he's added to his offensive game and also, you know, defensively, what can he do? The war the Lakers are gonna be we're going to be running, you know, trying to play like the Warriors a little bit, obviously, with Luke Walton at the helm. You know, perhaps he incorporates some kind of triangle stuff. He, you know, is not with the same coaches, obviously, but he does have that kind of Steve Kerr type pedigree in that he was brought up alongside lots of really good coaches. You know, he played for Phil Jackson for a really long time, obviously uh, worked with Steve Kerr you know, was working in the D league for a little while. So he's been around, he's done his time. And and I think Luke Walton is really going to have the Lakers playing nice basketball. And, uh, I think it'll be a nice way for Myers Leonard to get his feet wet again. I think, uh, it's going to be something really interesting to see. So stoked for Myers Leonard to, uh, make his comeback, uh, to the court, uh, after injuring his shoulder last season, the battle for the 15th man is still going. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be, 
Grant Jarrett, Luis Montero, Tim Quarterman, perhaps Greg Steemsma. Uh, and, and that's that battle hasn't changed really all that much. Uh, Jarrett was the only one that got Jarrett and Steamsma got some time in the game against Phoenix, but um, you know, it, and and the other guys, Quarterman Montero, did not really get in. I wouldn't necessarily say that that is a sign that you know either one of those guys has a leg up. It's hard to tell with the Blazers. It's hard to tell, especially with this 15th roster spot, because of how many directions that they can go in. You know what ultimately they need because they have a lot of they have a lot of the same things on their team so it's not like uh the 15th guy is going to suddenly add some uh crucial depth to a certain positional area because they're um as good as they've been in that regard in a really long time uh some of the other things uh to to note with the blazers uh i think nationally uh a story where the blazers have become uh somewhat part of the national conversation is uh the statements that were made public the the lewd statements from donald trump by the washington post that were caught on video uh he referred to them as locker room talk and cj mccollum came one of many pro athletes that's you know, that came on social media and said, you know, I don't know what locker rooms he's been in, but those are not the locker rooms. You know, I'm not hearing that in my locker rooms or the locker rooms that I'm in. And, you know, having spent, you know, a good amount of time in not just the Blazers locker room, but, you know, visiting locker rooms as well. Um, having played sports, you know, I've never heard anything like that. Um, what, what Donald Trump said. So, uh, yeah. Um, it's pretty, 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 pretty vulgar stuff. But CJ McCollum in there stepping in as he, you know, does often. You know, he's kind of a, you know, not kind of. You know, he is not just an NBA player, but also you know, a public figure, a voice. Um, you know, he's trying in the media. So um, not unlike CJ McCollum to come out and and make a statement and and comment on uh, something like that. But uh, it was it kind of became a story today uh, in CJ McCollum. You know, saying that. The, the stuff that Trump said is not happening in his locker room and kind of joining a, a chorus of athletes that were saying that. Uh, but, you know, CJ McCollum doing his thing and kind of making waves and, you know, you know, doing a saying coming out for uh, something that was definitely wrong and definitely paints a lot of uh, athletes in the wrong light when Donald Trump paints something like that uh, as, you know, boasting about groping people as as locker room talk and so it makes everybody look bad so not a surprise for for cj mccollum to uh come and say something about that but uh the other blazer story of the day uh that i came across was a, a kind of a weird one about evan turner um evan turner you know one of the things we've definitely heard about him, I know there's been a there's been a lot of hand wringing from me included about how he fits, what he really brings brings to the Blazers, how uh, he really helps the team with the fact that he maybe is not a three point shooter or that he you know shoots a lot of mid range jumpers, what have you. But one of the things that uh, a lot of people that either write about the Celtics in Boston or you know some of my friends that I you know or and some of my Boston Twitter folks that uh, follow the 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 Celtics a lot is that you know Evan Turner has a lot of personality and isn't a way to isn't afraid to wear his emotions on his sleeve and uh, you know he's talking today to the media. And one of the things that came out of it was that, you know, he really needed to adjust his depth perception in the Moda Center, which was kind of funny. Uh, and Casey Holdall had a nice write-up 
uh, for forward center and blazers.com about the depth perception issues for Evan Turner. Thought it was really funny that he kind of really talked about that and just kind of shows you kind of what Evan Turner is about. Like he seems like a guy that's pretty, uh, you know, open to show like he's human a lot of times, whereas, you know, a lot of athletes will, um, carry on as though they're in, you know, impervious to imperfection and, and, and things of that nature. Uh, and I think Evan Turner, pretty refreshing guy, uh, and, and some of the quotes he gave Casey Holdall, you should definitely check it out at blazers.com, uh, about the depth perception are just pretty funny, uh, and, and not what you normally get from an NBA player or a professional athlete, especially in those media situations, you know, uh, I think a lot of athletes can be really candid, but a lot of times, you know, the, the media scrum after a practice, uh, or, you know, after a game is definitely the worst time to catch people, but, um, or the best time, depending on what happens. But, uh, you know, those situations, not as easy to get people to open up. So, uh, that Evan Turner is pretty, you know, open about talking about this is pretty cool and probably, you know, says something about uh, the kind of guy he is. Um, and I'm sure that he will fit in at least as a personality pretty well here uh, in Portland. I think people uh, are really going to warm to Evan Turner. Uh, and the thing about depth perception is just really funny to me because you don't hear a lot of athletes talking about, you know, the depth perception in an arena as a way, you know, as as something that may bother them or be an annoyance, you know. Uh, usually it's just, you know, it doesn't matter where we are, you know, I'll play. But it's it's funny from Evan Turner. And I think, you know, he, he showed uh, definitely some comfort in the second game against Phoenix. The way Stotts has gone with the small forward uh, situation, he started Alan Crabb on Friday. He started Mo Harkless in the opener against the Utah Jazz. So I'm going to anticipate that he starts, that Evan Turner starts, excuse me, uh, tonight against the Lakers, just so that Stotts can see that lineup start the game, not for any other reason that you know he thinks it's the lineup to go to. Uh, this is the laboratory for the Blazers. The preseason is the laboratory for all NBA teams, so they're going to try some weird stuff, and they're going to try everything, and I think the Blazers owe it to themselves especially given all the money that they poured into uh, their wing rotation uh, to figure out, you know, at least right for what for right now for game one against Utah, you know, which which lineup is going to, you know, give them the best chance to win. And, you know, I think another important thing to consider for them is not just what lineup at the start of the game is going to give them the best chance to win, which lineup is going to give the Blazers as a team you know, the best opportunity to leverage, to make the most out of each guy's skill, you know? And I, I think that that's something in, that you need to consider. And w- with Evan Turner, that's something that I uh, have, have preached since the very beginning. Even when they signed him, I didn't think that he was the right fit to start for them. I just think you maximize more of what he can do off the bench as a secondary, as a, as a primary ball handler with the second unit, it allows Alan Crabb to still do what he does as a shooter and not really, you know, be required to create things for other guys. Still let CJ McCollum do his thing. Uh, and I, I think still you get uh, a little bit more of balance if you have, uh, you know, two big wing defenders like Mo Harkless and Alfred Camino out there at the same time. Shooting may suffer, but um, I, I, I think you get the most out of those two guys when they're paired with the other two guards, just because they provide the shooting. The other guys provide the defense and the rebounding. And, you know, 
Aminu gave them three-point shooting last season. If he or Harkless can hit, then that's a huge plus. Um, interested to see how Aminu does, but I think he'll 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 be fine. Uh, and uh, with the three-point shot, I think that's just one thing I kind of want to find out because for his career, he wasn't a good three-point shooter, and last year he was a pretty decent one. So as much as I want to believe that this is, uh, you know, who he is, you know, I, I want to see it. Uh, I want to see a little bit more of his three point shooting and making three point shots. Cause it seemed like, uh, team other opposing teams still weren't, uh, of the belief that he, uh, was really a knockdown guy. Cause even in the playoffs, you know, they were content to leave him. So, uh, that's a development also to watch too. I think, I, I think it makes them better him playing at the four, but you know, maybe Harkless can play a little bit of four and maybe there's a little bit of fluctuation in the three point shooting with either one of those guys. And, you know, the Blazers may have to ride with one or the other. And then, go with Crab or Turner at the three. Uh, they could go super small, maybe play Aminu at the five, and maybe, you know, his his three-point shooting, if it's not where it was, maybe is not as much of a problem. But uh, those are all things that uh, are going to be uh, a long way out to figure out. But uh, the small forward rotation is something that is interesting, and I think we'll get a look at a different lineup uh, tomorrow just because, you know, Stotts has told the media throughout this preseason and training camp so far that he's going to tinker and he's going to start different lineups. So um, uh, I I think we're going to get a little extra sample size on Evan Turner with the two guards. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, We'll have a podcast after that and subscribe to the podcast, Lockdown Blazers on iTunes, subscribe to us on Audio Boom, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn FM wherever you can download a podcast and follow us on Twitter at locked on blazers. You can follow Dane Carbaugh, my co-host at Dane Carbaugh. And also if you have any questions, Dane and I do want to solicit some listener questions for some podcasts and we'll do some, uh, kind of mailbag type stuff on the pod. So send your questions. You can either send them on Twitter to at locked on blazers or me or Dane or, you can send us if you have a, a lengthy uh, query for us uh, to discuss, which we do welcome. We're definitely in for some uh, good discussion. It doesn't have to be just quick 140 characters. Send us an email at lockedonblazers at gmail.com. And we'll be back with you after the Blazers preseason game against the Blazers. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.